Hello, and this is Mrs. Paranormal. It is a Monday afternoon. Yeah, 1 o'clock Wisconsin time. It's overcast. Very dreary. Cold, like 30 degrees. No wind, so that's a good thing. Happy New Year to everybody. Hope you had a wonderful evening. And I don't know if you have today off, but I do. It's my last day paid holiday observed day off until... Um, let's see, quite a while, unless I requested off. But anyways, hope everybody had a great New Year's Eve. Mine was all right, um, nothing special, which is cool. I'm fine with that. I was home for midnight, and I did stay up. Yep, I didn't watch no ball drop or anything like that. I was actually watching some movies, so it was fun. Um, what's been going on? Sorry I haven't been here, guys. i am just been busy doing stuff. I lost track of time, things like that, so I apologize. So... Nothing much is going on. The house has been relatively quiet. I can't think of anything. That I mean, I, we heard like some pops and things like that the other day. I have no idea what it was. I don't know where it was coming from, so it's hard for me to figure it out. Um, let's see. That one person that had reached out to me saying that she was having her daughter was seeing things in her room. Uh, the investigation team that I referred her to, they are working with her on it, which is awesome. So yay. Oh, let's see what else. I don't have any investigations coming up. Oh, well, what can you do, you know? I'll probably end up having to pay to uh, play, which is okay. Uh, let's see. Um, I don't know. Nothing else going on, you guys. <laughs> I live such a thrilling life, you know. I'm at home, of course. It's too cold to be sitting in my truck doing this, this podcast. There's no way. I'm not going to sit in my truck. Uh-uh. So... I found some cool stories. I've never read these before. I think they're they're like ghost stories, but not ghost stories, but like, you know, weird experiences and stuff like that. So, um, oh, I know I was going to tell you guys. I got a, um, I earned a Canon Rebel 7, I believe it's called. And it's a camera, but it's also a video camera too. So that's really cool. I've always been wanting one of those. I have to get an SD card for it pending so that'll be fun if I go on investigations or whatever (laughs) it's just hard to to just go on an investigation like my friend went to the Kirsten Inn and uh she said she'll let me know when they go back it's something I think where you stay the night I don't know I'm just not in touch with the right people I think what it is but then what always worries me is like hey if they say hey we're gonna go do this I'll be like, hey, yeah, I don't got the money. Move on. You know what I mean? I think that's part of it. I need uh, quite a bit in advance. So, but it's, again, I guess it's kind of my fault, right? Not reaching out to paranormal teams. But when I do, they're already booked or they're already busy. Or I bet you five people that I know in the paranormal field right now, if I were to say, hey, what do you got going on for this year? They'll be like, oh, sorry, we're booked from like May until November. So, I don't know. Me and Amanda, we're, we'll get out there. I just... I need a push. You know what I mean? So, the stories that I found I thought were pretty cool. Uh, you guys, you know, you can email me at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i at gmail.com. Facebook, Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural. You can message me there if you have any ghost stories that's happened while you were on vacation or on your time off or off of work or whatever it was or is doing. <laughs> Let me know, man. I'll share it on the podcast. No worries. Let's see what else. Um... So yeah, sorry guys, I don't have a lot to to 
to talk about, really. So, I will bring up the stories here. I'm just getting a little comfortable here. All right, let's see. Let's do this a go. I found them the other night. 20 creepy true stories that, that'll make you want to check your closets, if you dare. I don't recognize any of these. Oh, 2017. Good. They're not like new news stories. Some of them are kind of long as I'm scrolling. There's like four, five, excuse me, guys. Sorry. I was busy taking down my tree today. Oh, and I'm all exhausted. <laughs> I'm totally exhausted. Okay. My body's like, don't move anymore. This one's called In the Middle of the Woods. That's uh, a little long. I think I'll be okay. All right, here we go. Growing up, I lived in the middle of the woods. No neighbors for about a mile on each side. And we owned a 60 acres of forest with a swamp after that. So basically, I lived in the middle of nowhere. Well, one summer, when I was about 14, I was out in the middle of the woods playing with my dog. I'm an only child, and both of my parents were out of town. Now, when I, I kept feeling like... Let me start where When I kept feeling something hit my elbow, I'd go throw Max's ball and the bump would make me throw it almost straight up. Assuming it was just me bumping it on the trees or something, I ignored it. Okay, like like a, you know when you hit your elbow and it just feels like kind of twingy after that? I think that's what they're saying here. After the fourth or fifth time of it happening, I thought, well, this sucks. I'll go home. Walking And walking back, I felt uneasy, but I knew I wasn't... I was just freaking myself out because we were alone. About an hour later, Max and I are at home on the couch and the garage door opens and he starts barking, barking, barking. I hop, yes, as I hop up to go let my let in my mom and dad. Even though they're home really early, I peered through the peephole and saw the door was still shut. What? And no one was in the garage. Quieting Max down, I opened the door slowly and called out for my mom and dad. Nothing. No response at all. So I go out to the <laughs> I go out to check the door and it's still locked. Okay, sure. Weird, but oh well. Max heard it too, so I, at least I wasn't I know I wasn't going crazy. So about twenty minutes later I heard the I don't want to read this, you guys, I'm getting chills. About twenty minutes later I heard I hear the door open again and this time Max starts growling like crazy. I quiet him down again and just assume it's the wind or something making noise, even though by this point, my heart is racing. Oh, Jesus, you guys. <laughs> I don't want to read this. I don't want to read this. Okay. Sorry. I hear footsteps coming up the stairs and think, oh, geez, Dad really is home this time. And I hop up and run to the door. It starts to jiggle, so I run faster to let him in. I peep through the hole, and even through, even though my hand is loosely around the jing jiggling handle, there's no one on the other side of the door. Terrified, I go hide on the couch with the lights on. Max is still growling. About an hour after that, I started to feel a little better, even though I'm still terrified. Then I hear the door handle jiggle again. This time, it was Max jiggling it. Okay, don't let him outside. I don't read this. Shit. He needed to go outside, and the only way out is through the garage. Is through the garage. Fantastic. I literally sprint with him to the kennel, and as I'm standing in there, I decide to ask the thing 
questions to make myself feel better because I knew it wouldn't answer me. Thinking about what to ask, what to ask, and my eyes are drawn to a huge, heavy oak door to the kennel. I don't want to read this. It was always open because it was too heavy for me to move, move very easily. I said, okay, ghost, if you're really there, shut that heavy door. Nothing. A minute goes by, nothing. Max is still sniffing around. I turn around to yell at him to hurry up, and then from behind me I hear, click. I whip around and saw the giant door had swung shut and latched. Okay, clearly it was just the wind. It wasn't really windy, but it was the wind for sure. <laughs> it had to be. I, pros- I, pros- I proceed. I proceed. Okay, ghost, that was the wind. If you're really, really, really here, you'll, you will open the massive door back up. Nothing. I relax a bit and then squat down with my head um, in my knees and reminiscing about how lame I was just, uh, how lame it is. And I was just being scared. And then I hear a click, click. The door was now wide open. Max was done. So we booked it back into the house, locking every door in the house. For the next four hours, I would hear the footsteps on the stairs and the door handle jiggle every few minutes. Until finally around 11 p.m., my dad walks in and yells at me for wasting electricity. Oh, my God. I never told him or my mom until about four months later when my dad came home from, a hunt, from hunting after dark. He looked shaken, and I asked him what was wrong. He said he had, he had aimed at two deer but missed both completely because it felt as if something was hitting his elbow, making him shoot way above the deer. And that's when I told him everything. Mm, good story. Cartel crime. I thought, I mean, I thought that he was going to say something happened to the dog, you know, and, and Max got taken or, you know what I mean? Or like when the door shut, it shut on the dog. Oh, God, I'm glad the dog didn't get injured. <laughs> it was a weird story, though, being alone by yourself and experiencing something so unique like that, right? And and he did, I think he did fine by asking the ghost or whatever it was, you know, do that or shut that. And it did. So I think that kid handled it very well for age of, I think he said 14, right? Pretty good. Cartel crime. Living in northern part of, I hate it when they just start off like that. Living in northern part of Mexico, the drug cartel war was very intense in the city where I lived. Okay, now she lived there a couple of years ago. This is a very short, short story. I was waiting to cross the street when I saw a big truck dumping a plastic bag that happened to contain a, contain a dismembered body. The worst part is, is that nobody did anything. I just waited for the light to change and ran. Oh, my God. Oh, dude. Wrong. So wrong. What was that? Oh, I just dropped off a dead body wrapped up. Okay, keep going. Get on the bus. Run, run, run. Jesus Christ. Man. You're not supposed to answer. My old co-worker had a son that was, in his mind, 30, in his mid-30s. Don't you guys love when I read these stories and I fuck it up so it makes no sense? My old co-worker had a son that was in his mid-30s, and he had a son named Hunter that was four or five. She said that Hunter would have bad dreams and that he would sleep with his dad when he got scared. One night, his dad woke up because he heard Hunter calling him, but he was calling him by his name, not Dad. So, when he went to his room and he was asleep, he woke him up and said, Hunter, were you calling me? Is everything okay? And Hunter said, Dad, when they call you, you're not supposed to answer. And fell back asleep. 
he asked he asked him about it in the morning, but he said he didn't remember saying it. I get chills every time I think of it. Ooh, I get it. You're not supposed to answer the goblins when they call for your name. The house on Acorn Street. When I was 14, my family and I fell on hard times. We got kicked out of our house and ended up in emergency housing. Basically, we went to Charity, who found us a house that we were able to rent for about $100 a month, but only for about three months. That summer, my mom and stepdad separated temporarily, and my three younger siblings would go to my stepdad's for excuse me, for a week or so, and then they'd come back to my mom and me. This house was creepy. It started off with just that feeling, you know, like something isn't quite right, that you might not be the only person in the room. In that, see, I don't understand the other person in the room. In the day, it was all fine. The feelings that something was up. Ugh, your instincts pricking, pricking, picking, pricking at you. Should I pick, whatever. I tried to ignore it, but as soon as dusk arrived, stuff would start happening. More than once, I could hear the static filled music playing, but I couldn't find the source. It just filled the halls. I heard whispering and went to the, my two sisters' rooms in the open in the open closet. A pair of eyes looked at me and disappeared. My brother spent one night in the house and didn't come back. In my room, I could never win. On one wall, a mirror, when I flipped over to face the window, I watched a tall shadow figure pace in front of it. <laughs> and A just kicked on. I don't know why. <laughs> in my mother's room... The same shadow figure paced in circles around her room. One night, she said, I sat up, sat up for two hours in her bed watching these shadows. She was strongly religious and didn't know what to make of it. Now, during the time we lived there, there was a lunar eclipse. Now, I had never seen one before and was very excited for it. When I went out to look, every time, this terror took over me and I couldn't stay outside. I couldn't explain it. When the moon was fully cloaked, I went outside, looked up, but my head suddenly snapped down to my left. I could see three tall shadows walking in between the tall pine trees in the yard. Panicked, I ran back inside and into my room, flinging myself under the covers with my eyes shut tightly, but listened to the pacing outside my bedroom window. That's fucking creepy, guys. Now, three months of this, we moved out and ended up... We moved out at the end of summer and went to a new house, and my mom and stepdad got back together. Yay! And I was with my younger siblings again. We all agreed the house on Acorn Street was screwed up and still got the chills. We drive by it just to see. Hmm. Creepy shadows outside, huh? That's, that's uh, I don't know. Some people would say that's like an ancient, you know, uh, it could be ancient burials perhaps there, and that's their spirits guarding the property doesn't necessarily mean that they're evil it's just their way of remaining on this earth um, protecting their property well, that's my opinion of it though all right here's another one i would always have to i would always have the same dream okay on that subject have you guys ever had that where you've had the same dream before but not like back to back but it's like oh i had a dream i've i always have this dream it's a house. It's actually two different dreams. I know. I thought I mentioned this on the podcast once. Maybe not. Um, it's a house. And it has like six different whirlpools with six different bathrooms, obviously. 
And they're all uniquely made. They're like some have marble floors and marble pillars. And you got this gigantic whirlpool. And then you go into another room and it's a whole different decoration. And I've oh, I've had other dreams where I walk into a house and I go into a room like I'm in a different dimension. Oh, I haven't had dreams like that in a long time. But yeah, I've had dreams several times reoccurring. And nothing in my life has ever um, been to the point where I'm like, oh my God, I had a dream about this. Not yet. All right. I would always have the same dream. Up until I was about eight or so, I lived in a really old house that since the beginning of time, I, <laughs> what? Since the beginning of time had been bounced around from relative to relative until eventually my mother had handed it over, handed the keys over. Uh, it was basically a dump. Two stories, a collapsed balcony on the second level. Mold, mold, they spelled M-O-U-L-D, just, you know. I mailed it all over, all over most of the ceilings. Oh, my God. One tiny bedroom, and the toilet was outside, overrun with frogs and spiders. Whatever kind of hell spawn that the Australian outback would throw at us. Oh, it's probably they spell mold that way. Okay. Because isn't mold M-O-L-D or M-O-L-D-E? I was terrified as a child, scared of basically everything. I'm much better now and have much bigger balls than (laughs) most of my friends, if I do say myself. Nothing. (laughs) Nonetheless, I probably have to put the blame on this old house of mine. I remember as a kid that I would always have the same dream. I'd start in the kitchen. No idea how I got there, of course. It was during the day, probably later in the afternoon. Nobody was around, so naturally I'd go looking for my mother and father. I'd go to all the normal places. Mom wasn't in the laundry shed or lounge room. Dad wasn't on the patio outside or up the back at the chicken coop. And my sister wasn't around either. I was starting to get worried, thinking that everyone was gone and they left me alone, until I heard a noise above me calling from the second floor, where the bedrooms are. Relieved, I darted towards the stairs and jumped on the very first step. Then I felt it. There was something in the back of my head making us, making me stop. Legs still raised up as I prepped or as I prepared to move on to the second step. Something telling me that, there were, that I shouldn't go up there. Of course, this thought was running rampant in my mind. Don't go up there. Don't go up there. Stay down here. Don't go up there. There's something up there. Finally, my leg dropped before I could re- reconsider. I pushed myself up the stairs And even though I didn't want to anymore, I couldn't stop myself, only slowing down. Each step up, taken at an agonizing, slow pace. And I wanted so bad just to go back downstairs and find someone, run to my grandparents' house, and stay with them until my mom was home. But eventually, I rounded the corner, leaving only the last few steps leading up to the floor ahead of me. There was nothing there. I couldn't see anything in the stairwell. I started getting hopeful at this point. Maybe it's okay. Nobody's there. I was just imagining things and it's going to be just fine. I'm still taking the slow steps up when it appears. Something's there. I can't actually remember what it was and I never could after I woke up. But it was horrifying beyond belief and I would always try to close my eyes because that was my thing as a child. If you can't see it, then it can't see you. Right? (laughs) But I could still see it. I couldn't blink. I couldn't shut my eyes. It was like my eyelids weren't working. I would even try holding my hands in front of my eyes, but I still couldn't block it out. 
I could see through my hands, and I couldn't do anything at all. I was frozen, unable to do anything except stare at this thing all but a meter away from me. Whatever I saw, whatever I did for those eight years, I was at that house. At a force, I had to force myself up the stairs, day or night. It was horrifying. My mother signed and... Wait, my mother signed and tried to reason with me. Okay. My father growled at me and, and called me a coward, and my sister just laughed and said I was a retard. <laughs> but every time I had to go up those stairs, as soon as I hit the top stairwell, I had to stop and make sure that I covered my eyes with my hands. So, so you know, I'd keep my eyes shut. Of course, it would terrify me most when I'd go to blink and wave my hand in front of my face and it wouldn't work as and I realized I was dreaming. Whew. That's a good one. A little long, but good. Huh. Haunted truck. I used to have a truck that I swore had a ghost What? I used to have a truck that had I swore had the ghost of a dead baby in it? I used to get home late from my job as a dishwasher, and after I parked and was sitting in my driveway with the engine off, I would hear this really faint sound of a baby crying. Late one night when I was quiet, sorry, when it was quiet, it used to make my arm, the, my arm hair stand on end. I used to get home and hop out of the car and in fear of hearing it. One night, I decided to sit there and just listen, try to pinpoint the sound. Well, eventually, I discovered that it was Indeed, not a dead baby, but when I undid my seat buckle, the old spring. (laughs) (laughs) But when I undid my seat buckle, the old spring of the seat belt retracted, would slowly start pulling the belt in, creating a faint noise that sounded like wailing. Ah, nice, nice job, nice. (laughs) Oh, oh, that was a good one. Nice job, nice job. Coyotes in the night. (laughs) That was a good one. (laughs) Ah, I like that one. That was good. It wasn't what I was expecting. (laughs) I thought he was going to say, like when he turned off his vehicle and he undid his seatbelt, he found like a mouse or something underneath his his fucking seat. (laughs) That was good. I liked it. Hmm. Let me know about what you guys think of that one. That was a good one. I was fixing my jumped belt on the old Gleaner K2 in the middle of Gleaner? What the hell? Coyotes in the night. I was fixing a jumped belt on my old Gleaner K2 in the middle of the field in the middle of the night. When my dog, a 110-pound lab, who's usually sniffing for birds, uh, when I stopped, is standing still and letting out a growl. I've never heard him. Bef- I've never heard from him before. I shine my almost dead flashlight where he's looking and I see three sets of eyes changing quickly from a glow to a silhouette of coyotes. They're pretty harmless on their own, but when they pack, yeah, I've heard that when they're in packs are relentless. I call for my dog and bolt for the cab, but he runs at them instead. Oh, what the hell? I stood on the platform of what felt like for hours as my dog tried to fight off the now five coyotes. I couldn't let my buddy die, so I grabbed the hammer and wrapped a jacket around my arm. The second I got close, one of them went for my leg, and I offered offered my arm instead. 
which I gladly took, which it gladly took, and I swung down his back with all my might. Second coyote came at the first grabs of my arm, and I swing at his back. The other three are switching between fighting and dragging, fighting and dragging my dog into the corn, and like an idiot, I throw the hammer at the pack with no effect. Um, I kick the one doing the most dragging, and he thankfully runs off. I pick up the hammer and swing at one of. Swing at one of the, sorry, swing at the one my dog doesn't have and stood back and watched my dog chase off the fifth. He came back bloody and limping, but no worse for wear. But even with the rabies shot, he started showing, yeah, I don't want to finish, that was a lame story. That was a lame story. Sorry about that. That was lame. Wish I can delete it. The neighbor. <laughs> oh, let's see what else. What else we got here? I was playing Connect one night. I detected a player, a second player. I was alone. The locked doors. Wait, where's the sleep app? I think I've heard something like that before. Um, <laughs> sorry. What's with everyone that starts with their dogs? The cornfield one with the, with the coyote, it didn't find. The dog was all right. Uh, he was limping and bloody, but he was fine. Sorry about the way I didn't finish it. I just don't like reading stories that have animals in it. Okay, here's one. Ghost on a tin roof. I'm a nighttime tour guide in an old convict prison in Australia. It runs. It's run by the government, so the tours are pretty watered down and family-friendly. Um... And some of the scariest stuff I've ever experienced has happened there. I'm not convinced in ghost... What? Some of the scariest stuff I've ever experienced has happened there. And then it goes, I'm not convinced in ghosts and whatnot, but if there are, there's definitely they're definitely there. Every other person who walks there has their own creepy story. My scariest was when I had a group of about 30 people in the gallows one night. And the room is made of um, corrugated tin. So I was there doing my bit when suddenly there was uh, there was this huge bang on the roof. Everyone looked up and a few people screamed, but not not a lot, but a lot laughed. So they screamed and laughed. We have a few actors. Oh, that jump out of the tour. So probably, th- oh, why would you do that on a ghost tour? Oh, whatever. Anyways, so they probably thought that the, it was one of their actors jumping out. Well, the banging didn't stop. It didn't stop. It was kind of irregular, sort of like half-second intervals. And people were getting creeped. Getting it literally says people were getting creeped, creeped, <laughs> creeped out. Me included. So I took the group outside. Now the roof of the room is slanted, like a slanted A-frame. So if you walk back a bit, you can see the outside roof, and we all watched as this one bit of tin looked like it had been stomped on from the outside. Moving and everything. Sorry, guys, I just... Anyways, still banging when I took the group to the next spot. We finished off the tour, and a few people thought it was a joke, but it generally terrified me. I've gotten some ghost photos on my Galaxy. I'll try and up... That's not a lame story. Come on, man. Come on, man. That was like stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Hit the lights. 
Sorry, I'm just scrolling through them. Oh, I see. Connects are seeing ghosts all over the place. I woke up one night to some noise downstairs. The Xbox was on and the Connect was moving up and down ever so often like it does when you set it up. Turning it off and, went, and I went back to bed. Next morning, I booted up the Xbox and TV and the Connect and started Connect Adventures. Several pics were taken last night of in-game action, but nobody was in the picture. Hmm. I know that's how they the Connect... Um, they use a lot of that for the SLS camera. I forget what SLS stands for. I always do. But they use the Connect from the Xbox to make into an SLS camera. Uh, in like a mapping kind of a thing. So those were the stories, guys. Just about 30 minutes into it. Yahoo. I do apologize about the dog and the corn and the coyotes. is kind of lame. Um, yeah, I just... I don't like when people write about their animals and if they get injured, it just sort of irks me. It's like, why, why would you, why would you even share that? So if there's a way I could delete that one, I definitely would. So, but I can't. So, and I don't know why A kept kicking on. I didn't even say her name. Maybe it's a, a keyword she was hearing. I don't know. <coughs> Excuse me. So you guys, you know, um, on Tuesday nights and Friday nights, I am in the chat of the most, um, Sorry, the haunted side. Excuse me with Patrick. The haunted side. I am in the chat. So if you guys ever want to come over and chit-chat, he's a really cool guy. He's got uh, amazing energy. He's a lot of fun. So, and he goes on um, investigations and stuff like that. And since I don't go on investigations as of late for a long time, I enjoy watching only specific YouTubers. He's the only one that I watch uh, who is, in my mind, a legit investigator. So if I can't do it, I'm going to watch somebody else do it. Uh, I was watching a couple others, but I didn't, excuse me, care for the way they were uh, investigating at all. It was more like acting, you know, and, and I am so sorry, you guys, but no, I'm not sorry. I, some female investigators, when they investigate with other females and groups of investigators, they all like, I don't know, overreact and, the, and you literally feel like they're acting like, oh my God. And did you hear that? And oh my God. Oh, you guys, it drives me crazy. So, there's one person that I I find very interesting. Chris Williams, you know, from the Ghost Hunters. She has the same same thought process because she's been asked, would you ever join an all-females team? She's like, hell no. <laughs> hell no. She said, because it's 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 that. It's like too much acting, acting and giggling, and they just go on and on. And at least with Patrick, he's like freaking, he's cool. Anyways, that's about that. I hope this podcast wasn't too boring this time. I apologize if it was. Um, I plan to get back in routine and try and do these every Sunday if time allows and all of that. You are more than welcome to email me. Um, I already gave you the email and I already told you the Facebook page, so I don't want to drown you guys for that, you know? Send me your stories, please. Let me know if you had any investigations, where you went. If you don't want to share it on uh, my podcast, that's fine. Just write to me. I'm here. So, all right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this. Again, I hope you had a great Christmas. You had your time off, vacation, retirement, whatever the hell you're doing. You're traveling somewhere. That's really cool. So, anyways, you guys, take care. I should be back next Sunday. And this is Mrs. Paranormal signing off.